TikTok promos and SoundCloud podcasts on Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast. Hello, aspiring current and former professional cuddlers. This episode is about marketing yourself on a popular international mobile app called TikTok and my experience with using the audio sharing platform SoundCloud. If this is your first episode of Pro Cuddle Hustle with me, hi, I'm Felicity and I'm a sex worker, but I mostly talk about professional cuddling on the public episodes of my podcast. You'd have to subscribe to my Patreon to listen to the exclusive mini episodes. So this episode is also for anyone at least 18 years old who uses TikTok, if you're not familiar with the app at all. It's a social media network, not best for desktop usage. You can use it on an iPad and smartphone like Android, Apple, etc. It's mainly for sharing vertical videos. So it differs from YouTube because YouTube is predominantly horizontal videos and a good amount of YouTube videos are filmed using fancy video equipment and edited using expensive software like Final Cut Pro and Adobe Photoshop, whereas TikTok videos, or TikToks for short, are typically filmed on a cell phone. So why use TikTok to promote your professional cuddling business? Well, there is a plethora of editing features like text overlay, sound filters, clip filters, music, and so on. Every social media network has its own unique lingo, challenges, and memes, and TikTok is no exception. TikTok memes are usually related to the audio in the video, and it's extremely easy for different people to use the same audio in their videos. When I created my account, I found it very easy to learn how to use. It's simple and not super complicated like Facebook and Tumblr. I would say Facebook and Snapchat users frequently add individuals they personally know. On the other hand, it's common for people who use TikTok to not follow anyone they know in person. I recently posted my first AMA on TikTok last month. AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. You'll find a lot of AMAs on Reddit and Facebook, but no one commented on my AMA TikTok. Since the TikTok AMA didn't work, I actually joined a bunch of Facebook groups using my personal Facebook account, and I got accepted into decent amount of Facebook groups that are AMA style. So I posted the same message on all the ones that I was invited into and so far only one person on one of those Facebook groups commented below my status update. So I'll actually read it to you right now. I am a professional cuddler who is writing a book about what I do for a living. What do y'all want to know? In parentheses, this is an AMA. And then someone responded with, how do you vet a client? Funny stories, touching stories, parentheses, why clients crave human connection, why you went into this profession. What do you want to illuminate about the profession? Dispel any misconceptions. Now, this is a wonderful, wonderful response. And to answer all of them, that's going to take a while. I'll push that to the later part of this podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. The first ever TikToks I ever made about professional cuddling, I can't remember off of the top of my head, but I recently started using stock footage to make videos about professional cuddling. I mean, I do enjoy a nice sit down and chat style video, but browsing stock footage websites is actually pretty fun, even if you're looking for very specific stock videos like vertical cuddling videos. And to my knowledge, you're not going to find any 
um, pornographic content on a stock footage website. Some of the stock footage websites do cost money to use. I'm actually going to make a TikTok later rating different stock footage websites. I recently created a TikTok that is an ISO, which stands for in search of. So it says ISO other professional cuddlers. I explain I have two years of cuddling experience. I've cuddled, I think, over 100 people now. I took a hiatus this year because of COVID. California has the most amount of pro cuddlers than any other state in the US, yet there are less than 50 active providers in total. And if pro cuddling wasn't niche enough, only 3% of professional cuddlers in the US are Asian. And the average age of a pro cuddler in the US is 29, whereas I was on duty from 19 to 21 years of age. So I'm a minority within a minority within a minority. It's important that I share my stories because I know they will help someone. Next pro cuddling TikTok I made, I'm going to start a series, but it's called What I Miss About Being a Professional Cuddler. I'm probably going to upload the part two tomorrow. In the part one, I say that I miss having the perfect excuse to visit a nearby town that I wouldn't go to otherwise, and so forth. I do have a script written up for a future TikTok. I don't know what the title is going to be, but I will talk about how I am a freelancer through and through. I never want to stop being my own boss. I'm a freelance pro cuddler, freelance model, photographer, videographer, video editor, audio editor, and writer. Running a podcast combines all of the above. I own a Patreon so people can monetarily support my podcast and every message I received there is so validating. It's a dream for people to pay me to compliment my intelligence, ambition, creativity, and eloquence. And having a podcast helps me decide what my future book should include and cultivates an audience before my pro cuddling book is released. Now back to SoundCloud. SoundCloud, unlike TikTok, is great for both mobile and desktop usage. It's completely free to make an account. I can't remember off of the top of my head if you need to sign in to listen to audio. And if you've never visited my SoundCloud account, spoiler alert, I use SoundCloud purely for my podcast. I don't repost songs that I like. I don't try to find clients there. The chances of someone booking me because they found me on SoundCloud first is extremely slim. Most audio on SoundCloud is independent music. The podcast community there is infantilized by indie music. The sex worker-led podcast community on SoundCloud is even smaller. If your only exposure to podcasts was on SoundCloud, you'd perceive it to be an extremely male-dominated industry, and perhaps it is. I don't have the stats for podcasting in general or podcasting in the United States. So this portion of the episode would be most helpful for people curious about putting their podcast on SoundCloud. And well, bonus points if your podcast is also about adult services or sex education. If you have a free account, the maximum amount of minutes you can upload to your page is about three hours. This is the added 
total of your tracks. You could upload one three hour long track or three one hour long tracks. Free accounts cannot have a pinned post, otherwise dubbed as a spotlight post on their profile. You cannot monetize your SoundCloud if you're a mere free account. On the bright side, you can still make playlists and share links in your bio. I currently have my Patreon, Linktree, Instagram, Twitter, and email address listed. You can view your insights from a day to a week to month to year to all time. You can see your most listened to tracks, your top listener and your top locations of listening. Only Americans have listened to Pro Cuddle Hustle on SoundCloud, and most listeners of mine claim to be in San Francisco. I have no likes, reposts, or downloads so far, but I do have one comment and two followers. SoundCloud has two different premium plans. By the way, I'm not sponsored by any of these platforms, but SoundCloud has two premium plans. One is called Repost. By SoundCloud, and the other is called Pro Unlimited. Repost is cheaper than Unlimited Pro, and chances are I would have signed up for Repost by the time this podcast episode is uploaded because I have reached the maximum amount of free minutes on October 26th, 2020. I'll give a update on Repost after using it for at least a month. Hopefully, by the time I get Repost, Pro Cuddle Hustle will be on Apple Music because Repost promises to get your audio on Apple Music, TikTok, Spotify, and Instagram. I'm not entirely against people making memes using audio for my podcast, nor am I against people remixing audio clips from my podcast to share onto TikTok. I just hope people do so in a tasteful fashion and tag my TikTok account. Even if none of that happens, once I get repost by SoundCloud, I will be glad that I have attained the ability to schedule and queue up tracks. Through watching YouTube videos, I know that repost is also partnered with Tidal, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Napster. Repost is also partnered with non-American platforms like NetEase, which is Chinese. But I have found a July 2019 article in English on South China Morning Post that says China punishes 26 audio apps like NetEase for spreading, I quote, pornographic content and I quote, historical nihilism. I have the link to that article in the description. What sucks about reposts on SoundCloud is that the benefits won't really be beneficial for me. Because I'm not a SoundCloud musician, I would love to engage with other sex work related stuff and cuddling related stuff on SoundCloud, but there simply isn't enough active accounts for me to interact with. I believe there is one SoundCloud account where the uploader has posted girlfriend roleplay cuddling ASMR content, so not relevant or interesting enough for me to engage with using my cuddling podcast profile. Like I said in my cuddling TikToks, I'm a minority within a minority within a minority. Minority within the podcast community because I'm a sex worker. Minority within that sex work podcast community because I use SoundCloud and I'm a minority within the SoundCloud sex work community because I focus on professional cuddling. The sex work podcast community is popping on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The only sex work podcast on SoundCloud 
off of the top of my head is Sex Work BB with Kyra Kane, but most of those episodes have been taken down, sadly. To add more salt into the wound, Sex Work BB is the first sex work related podcast I've ever listened to, so it has a special place in my heart. Kyra Kane interviewed hella famous sex workers like Kazaya420 and Lydia Love. It's also one of the few sex work podcasts out there with only one host. So Kyra Kane set the example for me. Thank you, Kyra Kane, so much if you're listening to this episode. I would love to interview you for Pro Cuddle Hustle. I've already interviewed another famous online worker for episode two. Her name is Kira Love. To redirect this whole mood, I'd like to give a shout out to Opal Essex, who recently gave my podcast a shout out on Twitter. She's another polyamorous online worker. I don't know if she's still active on Chatterbait, but I know she's a phone operator on Sext Panther. She's younger than me and she's already signed onto an agency. She's all that. After the shout out, I followed her on Reddit, to IG, to Twitter, to FetLife. I'll make a Patreon-only episode about advertising services on FetLife. Before I forget, I did say in the beginning of this episode that I will answer at least one of the questions I received on Facebook. This is the first funny story that comes to mind. So I used to have this one regular, and we would see each other pretty often for... I think around 10 months, which is a very long time for someone to be my regular. Back when I lived in the house I lived in before my current one, I actually had one in-call. It was that person. After we had been seeing each other for, I would say at least five months, and I remember going through a breakup at the time. He came by very early in the morning when no one else would be inside of my house, And I know it's very common for people to cuddle in pajamas, but normally I don't wear pajamas when I professionally cuddle people. And I think I just ate ice cream for breakfast because I was going through a breakup, okay? Don't judge me. When I answered my front door, I didn't even say hello or good morning. I just said, are you going through a breakup? Because I was so sad over this one person I was in a relationship with for only two months. So we cuddled in my bed, but we were mainly just laughing our heads off whilst watching Seamus Gorman videos. It was my idea. Seamus Gorman is hilarious. If you don't know him, he's a YouTuber. His Disney sequels series is so fucking humorous. I highly recommend watching it. You don't even need to see the movies. I do try to avoid talking about people on my podcast whom I still am in contact with, but I am no longer in contact with this person because the last time he and I ever communicated, he was trying to get me to join his pyramid scheme. So looking back, I can laugh at it. I don't know if you thought that was funny, but I at least think that story is amusing. I believe that is the first funny pro-cuddling story that I share onto my podcast, but certainly not the last. On to the next question, which is how to vet a client. So I hope people who are on duty are being more precautious when it comes to vetting clients. Now, every single person vets their clients differently. For example, I ask for the name, occupation, age, and a recent photo of them without sunglasses and a hat. Here's what I believe 
are the most common things that providers ask for from their potential clients. What city you live in? What is your ethnicity? What is your highest level of education? Relationship status? Best times to call and text? Your email address, phone number, a photo of your ID, your LinkedIn profile, a photo of your business card, a reference or two from a reputable sworker. Social media profiles. And I think some people will ask specifically which company that you work at. Some will ask you to take a photo of yourself holding up a piece of paper with the date, the name of the website, and the client's full name or the provider's full name. I have heard about providers doing that for their clients, as in the provider takes a selfie holding up a piece of paper with their username and the dates and whatnot, but I more often hear that the client has to do that and not the provider. But I think since with professional cuddlers, a lot of them get enough traffic from the website as is that they don't need to create their own personal website and multiple social media accounts promoting themselves. Therefore, customers might be less inclined to believe that someone has had as many years of experience as they claim. I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. So if there is anything that I didn't mention, but you think I should have, comment below if you're listening on Podbean or SoundCloud or YouTube or whatever platform you're listening to that has a comment section. One of the first links that pop up on Google if you search professional cuddling COVID-19 is this one webpage on Snuggle with Sam. So shout out to you if you're listening, Sam. On July 23rd, 2020, they published a blog post titled Reopening for Really Close Contact. So many questions, so many answers for you here. COVID-19 reopening standards until further notice. Question, when are you available? Due to trying to maintain a COVID-19 cautious and infection-adverse reopening, my availability is more limited than usual, and I am not doing overnights. Smart. This is my current availability for in-person sessions. I am doing max one in-call and one out-call a day. So if you're looking for a same-day session, you might be out of luck. Please try to aim for three days notice. Question, what can I expect from you for cuddle sessions? For new sanitary practices and safety purposes, for you as a client and myself, a cuddler, these are my new measures for in-call sessions. One, I will be tested for COVID-19 roughly every three weeks. Two, I will provide a clean surgical mask for you each session. Three, I will sanitize all surfaces you would touch in my room before and after sessions. Parentheses. That includes me. I shower before and after sessions. Four, I will change bed sheets and pillows for each session. Five, until further notice, I will only accept one session a day maximum in my home. Six, I will rinse my mouth prior to our session twice, once with mouthwash and once with hydrogen peroxide. Oh gosh, wow. They're very serious about this. Eight, other than no shows, I will temporarily waive my cancellation fee until further notice. You must reach out prior to your session start time to tell me you are canceling. 10, I will wear my glasses during our sessions. 11, I will maintain your confidentiality for everyone except as it relates to contact tracing efforts. Parentheses. This is per Massachusetts law. Not even therapists are exempt from this. Next question. What is expected of me when I cuddle with you? One, you will be 
electronically signing a risk waiver prior to the start of your sessions. Parentheses, I will send this via email to be two. You are accurately described how you have mitigated your exposure risk over the past two weeks. Three, you will wear the provided surgical mask given to you each session properly over the bridge of your nose and over your chin. Four, you will wash your hands prior to each session and or use provided hand sanitizer. Five, you will wear your mask when closer than six feet from me and at all times indoors, including while inside the cuddle room. Six, you will agree to a non-invasive temperature check upon arrival administered by me. Seven, you will either make your session payment in full within 24 hours of a session or you will have a credit card on file in my electronic systems. Parentheses. I do not have access to your credit card information and I am not authorized to use it for purposes other than charging for sessions with your permission. Second to last question. Wait, I gotta wear a mask, but I wanna feel free and feel close to you. This decision isn't mine to make. Parentheses, the state mandates this decision. And I've talked about the reasons behind both following this mandatory regulation and my support for it here. And then they include a link. Last question. Is there anything else I can do to make sure our sessions are as safe as possible? The following are simply suggestions. These, these don't make me feel better or worse, save for number two, but there are things that you can do if they will make you feel better. One, you may rinse your mouth prior to our session twice, once with mouthwash and once with hydrogen peroxide. Two, you may get tested and verify that you are not currently infected with COVID-19. Three, you may tip me at Ko-Fi or with cash when possible electronic tipping is appreciated instead. Four, you may wear glasses or gloves for your session if you provide clean, disposable ones for your sessions. Five, we may go for a socially distanced walk outside as part of our session while there is at least six feet between us without our masks on briefly so you can see my face and I can see yours. This person put in so much effort to typing out this webpage, I applaud them for it. Now, if any of my dear listeners have any other blogs written by professional cuddlers and the owner feels comfortable with you sharing it with me, please do so in the comments or in emails or DMs. I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but for episode five, I recorded, edited, and published that all within 24 hours. I am so proud of myself. I did that all by myself, so I am trying to upload two podcast episodes a month. I'm not sure if I could also do two mini episodes per month because four different episodes a month does sound very, how do I put it, formidable when I say it out loud, but I do want to upload at least one mini episode per month. I recently got a Lenovo Legion and I'm going to teach myself how to use Audacity and DaVinci. I would say I'm pretty good at DaVinci already. And if you don't know what DaVinci is, it's this really professional looking video editing software. Look, y'all, I plan on buying a premium subscription from SoundCloud pretty soon. So if I'm paying to use SoundCloud, I might as well upload more than one episode a month. And I hope Pro Cuddle Hustle is on Apple Podcasts soon because I want there to be a space where people can 
leave reviews and ratings on the podcast overall, as opposed to just individual episodes. And besides Apple Podcasts, I don't know what other platforms do that. Maybe Stitcher, maybe Podbay, but those platforms are difficult to work with. Believe me, I've been trying and I really do want Pro Cuddle Hustle to be on those more well-known platforms. The next episode of Pro Cuddle Hustle will be me dispelling misconceptions surrounding cuddling and professional cuddling. I can't address them all within this episode, but to tease y'all a little bit, I am going to talk about whether or not I think the benefits of cuddling is just placebo. I'll dive into whether or not every pro-cuddling client is asexual or prudish or celibate. I'm going to talk about what I think the future for pro-cuddling will be, like if there were regulations and legislations passed in America about it, what I think those legal texts would entail. Something I want to start doing is say in the beginning of every episode, every single topic, that episode will hit, but I don't know if that's going to overwhelm anyone, whether they're a new listener or an old listener, but I'll give that a try and you tell me what you think of it. Because I do want to talk about more topics per episode. And just like that, it's been about half an hour. I'm so grateful for everyone who supports Pro Cuddle Hustle. I hope you enjoyed learning about how to market yourself on TikTok, hearing me encourage sex work podcasts to use SoundCloud so a community can be cultivated there. And listening to me praise Kyra Kane and Opal Essex. Thank you for tuning in to that one story in which I invited someone into my old house for an in-call for listening to me read from Cuddle with Sam's COVID reopening policies. If you'd like to monetarily support me, there's my Patreon, Cash App, Venmo, Google Pay, Minivits Tip Jar, and Stars Avian Tip Jar. So far, not a single Swerker has subscribed to my Patreon, and actually, when I created it, I thought a majority of people subscribed to me there would be Swerkers. But anyways, one of the benefits about being a Swerker on my Patreon is that you get to join these two Facebook groups that I'm an admin of. One Facebook group is for pro cuddlers slash sex workers only, and the other one isn't exclusive to just providers. It would be for every person subscribed to my Patreon that uses Facebook. Goodbye for now, my dear listeners. I can't wait to chat with you about all things professional cuddling and sex work in the next episode. You have been listening to episode six of Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast.